Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Greater Good Radio. I'm Bob Kosh and we are broadcasting from WOR 710 AM. We are the voice of New York. Hey, I hope everybody had a good week. And as always, I want to invite you to the website, www.greatergoodmediallc.com. As you know, the iHeart Media Group and Greater Good Media LLC is uh, advancing a new comedy cooking show something unique something that you've never seen and like i keep saying gut busting funny um we're hoping to have this uh broadcast somewhere around january 15th of 2022 and like i said it's just get ready to laugh and actually salivate there's going to be some really really good food portrayed on this show okay i want to go right into introducing my first guest. We have all thought about the other side. Now, when I say the other side, it's not your next door neighbor or, you know, something across the street. It's what happens to us when we pass? Where are our loved ones? What are your beliefs? What do you think that happens. I had the very good fortune of meeting Denise Marie. Denise is a psychic medium. Now, there are skeptics on all sides. Unfortunately, when we're born, we don't come with a playbook or, or anything that really says, hey, here's the real end game. Denise is genuine. Um, I had a wonderful time doing this interview. And this is something that really, coming from her heart, could really bring some logic to how we view who we are, where we are in this dimension of time, if you want to call it. And I'm going to let Denise explain the rest. Denise, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Robert, for having me. I have to say, and my audience knows this, I've never had anyone on the show with your ability. And I would like you to let the audience know, you know what you do. I am so honored. Thank you so, so much for having me. Um, I am a psychic medium. And all mediums are psychic, but not all, all psychics are mediums. And while I kind of loathe the word psychic because mm -hmm. it gives me the creeps like makes me think of a big red palm on the side of route 17 somewhere um <laughs> but i i have to own it i mean i i am uh, predominantly a medium which means i physically see spirit with my eyes so um not all mediums have that same ability some of them you know have 
uh, different heightened uh, clairsenses, mm -hmm. but my clairsense, my prominent clairsense is sight. So I can physically see your loved ones stepping forward and I can wow. describe what they look like. Wow. And then I, they give me messages. Go ahead. I, I have to ask, when was the first time oh. that you oh. <laughs> that you you were aware that you had this capability? I was four. Wow. I was four. That's as far back as I can remember. Yeah. So I don't know anything before that time. But being four, I remember it well. And it scared the ever living crap out of yeah. me. Yeah. That's that's so, amazing. Thankfully, it doesn't scare me anymore. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in sure. But now, and is this something that you that 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 someone who who possesses your ability can develop further, or is is it is it just what, what is it just communication in a limited vein? Okay, so I always say this, and that's a great question. I always say this: God gives you the tools you need to sharpen those tools. Okay. Okay. So I did study with mm -hmm. world renowned mediums from England, right. all over the world. And uh, I did study. I did study a lot. I went to a lot of classes, a lot of seminars. Uh, uh, yeah. A lot of mentors. Mm -hmm. And now I myself am a mentor and a teacher for mediumship. Okay. Well, that's, you know, and that's where I wanted to go. How, because of your comments just a moment ago, we all have this in us to everybody to... has a gift so it's not always psychic or mediumship some mm -hmm. people have a gift um with uh children some people have a gift with music such mm -hmm. as yourself some people just have a natural ability but god did not leave us giftless so each person's gift is different um, but if you do have a gift of, you know, communicating with the other side, mm -hmm. you can absolutely develop that gift to be the best, you know, medium that you can possibly be for sure. Well, you just said some magic words, the other side, I yeah. have my own theories, <laughs> nothing love to hear them, love I, to hear them All right, multi-layer dimensional, you know, where, where. As you know, I wrote the song 343. Loved it. Thank you. But I, I felt and what really, really motivated me to do that was, as I had mentioned to you in an email, I felt the presence of my mom in that room. There is just no question in my mind she was there. I have the chills right now. <laughs> Usually she'd give me a little smack in the back of the head, but <laughs> I didn't get that that day. But but it's, you know, we 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 all as kids, you know, you go to, I went to parochial school, you know, the Catholic school, I was like, look, you're going to sit at the right hand of God, you're going to do I this, and you're like, wow, okay, that's, but I now, as, as, as you think, as, as you develop, as you ponder, you know, you, you consider this wonderful energy that we all have, whether you call it your soul, your this, your that, but none of us, of us earthly beings, let's say, mm -hmm. can even wrestle with the fact that it's all over when you, you know, when you're, when your physical being dies, when the matter ceases to move anymore. So that long winded explanation leads up to, is there heaven? Is there hell? Is there what from your experience 
can you tell our listeners is out there? And as we pass, how would you describe what that is? Okay, so heaven, first of all, there's there's no hell. This Now, everything, I told you I studied with a lot of people, but everything I have really learned, I've learned from spirit themselves. So I'm literally just the messenger passing along the information that I have learned. And what I have learned is there really is no hell. The other thing I've learned, which I hesitate to say, because some people might go awry with this, Mm -hmm. we really can do no wrong here. Okay. This is, this is all just an experience. The reason for us being here, and I'll get back to the heaven and hell thing, but the reason for us being here is to love, but that's not just love for other people. It's also love for self. And that is one of the biggest challenges that we face as humans. Think about it. It's to love because it's so much easier to not love. Okay. Um, So heaven is a state of being, not necessarily a place. Mm -hmm. So I'm also Catholic and I went to Catholic school Mm -hmm. and I loved Catholic school. Um, I actually speak church Latin, believe it or not. Kind of crazy. That's just a sidebar. So <laughs> now, um, you know how being a Catholic yourself, Robert, when you talk to your mom, talk to spirit, what do you do? You look up towards the sky. I know you're looking down on me, right? We all do that. If you extend your right hand to the side of you, just outward, that's mm-hmm. where spirit is. Okay. That's the other side. Okay. It's right there. Yeah. yeah. And there's no, there's no religion. Mm -hmm. on the other side their religion is love because if you think about it religion just like politics separate us they segregate there is no segregation on the other side we're all just one so say somebody was married Mm -hmm. and now they're a widower okay that wife in spirit has no they have an emotional tie to you Mm -hmm. And a love that is beyond measure. Okay. But there's no um, territorial. There's no jealousy. There's no hurt. There's no pain. Like, I can't believe you're remarrying. I can't believe you're dating or there's none of that. None of that. They, because we're really all connected. You said quite a bit that has been in my mind for a long time because, you know, the power of love. You, you just, I mean, there's nothing else, the warmth, the, everything that goes with it. And I always thought to myself, well, where does anger, envy, all the other stuff go? I mean, is it just like, you know, leaves on a tree? We get rid of it as we, you know, take the nest tea plunge to put it in technical terms. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. It, it stays with the human body because it's a human emotion. Gotcha. This is what we learn. Now think about this. Children and animals will see spirit easier than a grown man or a grown woman because they have not learned skepticism. Wow. Okay. They're just open. They're just so open and they believe what they see. Yeah. Yeah. So they're easier to see and connect with the other side than an adult, a grown man, a grown woman, because we've learned skepticism. We've learned to doubt. We've learned not to trust. Right. Right. Okay. So that's why it's easier for them. Um, But me, I'm 
so open. And when, when spirit steps forward, say I'm doing a reading for you Mm -hmm. and say your mom steps forward. Mm -hmm. Okay. If she now spirit doesn't always do this because it's quite overwhelming for me. Um, they'll make me feel how much they love you and I can't handle it. Yeah. My, the human body cannot contain all that love that spirit has because it's truly unconditional and we're just human. (laughs) That, yeah. And you know what? I, I must, I just felt everything you said and I want to thank you so much for being on the show. And I definitely want to have you back. Um, Tell our listeners where they can reach you, how they can contact you, maybe to get a reading, you know. Yes, great. I do. I do phone readings all over the globe and I do in-person readings. If you are local to Hawthorne, Mm -hmm. I have an office in my home. You can reach me at halo.readings.com. Thank you. And we'll talk to you again. Awesome. Thanks, Robert. The American spirit, its ingenuity, desire, pride and the chance to achieve your dreams. Have you ever given any real thought about where we would be without the American farmer? Have you ever really asked yourself that question at the dinner table while you're eating with your family? Ben Moore had a vision when he started The Ugly Company. After Ben served as an infantryman in the United States Army, he returned to farming and decided to do something about the waste of perfectly good fruit deemed unmarketable due to nothing more than a blemish or its shape. Thousands of truckloads of fruit are thrown out in California every year. The Ugly Company has taken a giant step in addressing food insecurity. The Ugly Company prevents food waste by upcycling fruit and transforming it into healthy, dried fruit snacks. When you order from The Ugly Company, you're getting the best that this Kingsburg, California farming company has to offer. You know, ugly never looks so pretty. Go to www.theugly.company to order online for home delivery and learn more about these healthy, delicious products. You're listening to Greater Good Radio with Bob Kosh on WOR 710 AM, the voice of New York. In today's age of applying online for insurance, Absent is the guiding hand to explain what may fit your needs versus some cookie-cutter experience offered by some. Insurance isn't a product, it's a relationship. Ranfuhr & Klein LLC offers ultra-responsive, knowledgeable, and human insurance service because everyone's situation is unique. If we made it extraordinarily easy to buy standard coverage, that wouldn't be much of a feat. Ranfuhr & Klein LLC boasts an impressive list of marquee partner carriers, which allows us to get our clients the coverage they need, whether for their families or their businesses, at prices that won't break the bank. We offer coverage from top-rated companies. Some agencies are content to leave good enough alone, but at Ranfuhr and Klein LLC, our past achievements only serve to spur on our unending pursuit of the even better. You can buy insurance many ways, but we never stop working to make ours the very best. 
Our next guest is someone that you really want to listen to. Carrie Barrett has been a broadcast journalist. Uh, she has worked for some of the bigger networks, uh, broadcasting news. She's a journalist. And moreover, she now has her own consulting firm. If you're looking for a spot in today's media world, you've got to know how to address an audience. You've got to know how to talk to people. And you know, it's it's not all that uh, easy sometimes to get up and really, you know, advance what you want to. And in today's world, Carrie Barrett, can really offer some guidance to someone who is breaking into today's social media, whether it's TV, radio, or, you know, just a podcast. Kerry Barrett has the skill set that you would want to take advantage of. Kerry, thanks a lot for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited please, to chat. <laughs> please tell us who you are and what you do. <laughs> well, my name is Carrie Barrett, and I am the owner-founder of Carrie Barrett Incorporated. Um, what I do is I help people advance their VIQ, their video IQ, to move them from anonymity to authority. Well, that, you know what, that's right where I'm going, because <laughs> I, I'm a bit of a dinosaur, and you know, we are broadcasting first on terrestrial radio. Mm -hmm. There are some in our audience that probably have never even heard of an AM signal. Yeah. How important is it today for anyone, either starting a project, doing yeah. anything to be related to video? Well, it's really interesting. You know, so much has changed, especially so in the past 18 months, but we've mm -hmm. been on this wave for right. a while now. And I liken video as speaking from the stage, but on steroids. It really is the one to many approach magnified by, you know, up to and perhaps beyond a million times, mm -hmm. right? You have the opportunity to speak to a global audience when you're on video digitally, 24 seven, 365, no holidays, no weekends, no sick days. It's like the mm -hmm. ultimate in the marketing machine. Sure. And it's, it's intimidating, right? For, for a lot of people who I'm supposed to speak into a, a little, you know, black dot or a red light. I feel like I'm talking into outer space and I'm, right. you know, I'm spiraling, but it really is. If you can master the technique of being on camera and creating video content, you've opened up an entire new world yeah. of opportunity. Well, that said, I now need to know because you've got everything from TikTok, YouTube, Reddit, of uh, UncleLou.com, oh you know, how, <laughs> yeah. how does someone, you know, content really is everything. If you've got a good program, good information, that's everything. But how do you find your marketplace or, or at least hone it down to well, a target audience? 
It's interesting because people always point to, you know, the big names like the Gary V's and everything else. And he's putting out, I don't know how many hundreds of pieces of content every day, but he's got mm -hmm. a team of, of hundreds or thousands even that are helping him do that. So sure. don't do all of the things because you'll end up doing none of the things. Mm -hmm. What I always suggest is going to where your most engaged audience and largest mm -hmm. audience already is. For most of us right now, depending a little bit on whom we serve, whether it's businesses or consumers, mm -hmm. that tends to be LinkedIn or Instagram mm -hmm. slash Facebook. And there's opportunity for both consumer and business you know, clients on, on both of those platforms. Sure. But where do you find the most engagement? If you're B2B, it's usually going to be LinkedIn. At least that's mm -hmm. a good place to start. If you're B2C, let's say you're a yoga instructor or you are, you know, like, I don't know, you're, you're a, a baker. Mm -hmm. um, hey, Instagram and Facebook are great for visuals. And I'll, I'll answer that with one more slight caveat, just mm -hmm. to put a little bit of this in perspective. So let's say you are a yoga instructor and what you're looking to do is mm -hmm. to enter into the corporate world by, by, conducting yoga retreats or yoga breaks throughout the day for employees to de-stress and relax. That's probably a better spot for LinkedIn content. But if you're looking to create, let's say a mom's group on Saturday mornings to get together and unwind away from the kids, that's a place for Facebook or Instagram. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, one of the most important things, I've visited your website and you just really cover everything from soup to nuts. So mm -hmm. starting maybe in the soup category, yes. how does someone get over or adjust to like what you just said, the screen? I mean, you on the website, you're talking about, you know, preparing for a TED talk, something like that. Yeah. What are some of the basics for someone to get into this? Okay, well, there's a couple of things that I think are incredibly important. We tend to get wrapped around our axle about how many people are potentially watching us when we are on camera. And my advice, what, what I say to everybody, and this goes back to my time in the news business, you're always speaking to an audience of one. It gives you, number one, it reduces some of the nerves. Imagine I don't know, your best friend or your partner or your spouse or somebody who fits that avatar of your ideal client. And hopefully it's somebody you know that you yeah. can imagine. And you're talking to just that person. And it makes it much more likely that you are going to be able to connect with everybody. If you try and talk to thousands of people, you'll end up making almost no impression on anyone. The second thing that I advise, so keep that up here and sort of yeah. hopefully it helps you dial down down the anxiety and the stress. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I like to say is it doesn't come overnight. Um, I mentioned, don't do all the things. You'll do none of the things. The same goes for overcoming fear when you are on camera or when you're speaking from a stage. Mm -hmm. And so the thing to do is bit by bit every single day. I used to be terrified of public speaking. And I, I don't mean a, um, I don't mean a normal sort of, I really just don't like this. I mean, yeah. like a back of the room puddle of my own vomit, fetal position, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> debilitating. And when I realized that I wanted to tell people stories and I wanted to tell them using video, I realized I was going to have to overcome this fear somehow. And I didn't have a plan at the time, but 
I did have this. I had a boss who wasn't going to handle me coming into his office and saying, I'm feeling a little anxiety about being on air today. I don't think I can do it. Right. I was forced to do it. And I had somebody else who, who I had to do it for. I had an employer, mm -hmm. but but you're your own employer, essentially, yeah. and you're your own client and you're your own boss. Yeah. So make yourself do it. And what I say is when you make a mistake, if you're practicing, practice through the mistake. Don't stop and start over again. And the reason for that is that it's never going to be perfect. Whether you're on a stage or on camera, there will always be mistakes. You lose your train right. of thought. The tech goes wonky, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you have not practiced coming through that mistake or through that error or tech glitch or whatever it was right. and coming out on the other side, you will have never developed the skills, the muscles, the talent to do it when it counts, i.e. Mm -hmm. when it's when it's actually happening on sure. stage. So practice through the error. And when you know that you can handle whatever comes your way, that's when the confidence starts to grow. And that's sure. when you find yourself taking new risks and exploring the space. And that's when the sky becomes the limit. Yeah. And you know, really what you're saying is just so, so true because mistakes are your greatest educator. Absolutely. You know, if you don't screw it up once or twice, you're not really going to know how to move forward. Well, I would say if you don't screw it up once or twice, you're not trying. Like there's no way that you can really be trying and pushing yourself yeah. if you don't fall. And trust me, all you have to do is put my name into YouTube and you'll see plenty of my falls. <laughs> They're out there for everyone. Yeah. Well, that you know what? That's that's where I was going. I really would like you to tell us where any of our audience can find you and utilize your services. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So the easiest thing to do is to find me on LinkedIn mm -hmm. because on LinkedIn, you'll have all of my information. You'll have my email, you'll have my website, but um, it's Carrie Barrett. Carrie mm -hmm. Barrett Consulting is the name of my company. You can find my website at carriebarrettconsulting.com. You can always shoot me an email. It's Carrie at Carrie Barrett Consulting. Have I mentioned Carrie's it's Carrie Barrett Consulting? <laughs> <laughs> Take two. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Starting a business or advancing your platform is no walk in the park. The challenges of today's marketplace should be navigated by those who know its ups and downs. Morgan Taylor has the skill set to provide any brand, organization, or company with guidance for growth. Morgan Taylor Marketing offers web development and creative services for business owners and entrepreneurs. You can contact Morgan at morgantaylormarketing.com or call her at 973-821-3322. You're listening to Greater Good Radio with Bob Kosh on WOR 710 AM, the voice of New York. Many survivors of sexual abuse remain silent about their trauma and suffering for years. That pain negatively affects an individual from the shame they've endured as a victim. Opening up is a key component to healing. Jeff Anderson and Associates pioneered the use of civil litigation to seek justice for survivors of child sexual abuse.
Widely recognized as one of the most prolific and successful litigators of child sexual abuse cases against churches and other institutions, Jeff Anderson has handled priest, Boy Scout, school, and athletic organization abuse cases in numerous states throughout the nation. They are smart, tough, and relentless, but it's virtue and compassion that ultimately makes them uniquely qualified to represent those who seek to move forward. Some windows of time for filing claims in certain areas are closing. Contact Jeff Anderson and Associates for real-time updates in these matters. Call 1-800-IT'S-TIME or visit their website at www.andersonadvocates.com. Offices located at 55 West 39th Street, 11th floor, New York, New York, 10018. With the state of the economy and what's going on this week in Wall Street, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the the highs and lows of, of what's going on. You know, in in a true capitalist economy, things are going to spike. They're going to bottom out. You got to know where to find some kind of middle. And that comes with experience. Uh, we, we're fortunate enough to have Roy Strauss with us. Roy owns a company called Strauss Consulting. Strauss Consulting Group are consultants in supply chain and material handling, uh, logistics for distribution, manufacturing, warehousing, fulfillment services. But it's not just the nuts and bolts of a construction type company. Roy's been around the block uh, more than once, and he's got some very sound advice for anyone who is looking to increase profitability and cut down on cost. Hey, Roy, thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I would like you to explain to our audience what you do, and, and, and in particular, your company. Okay. Uh, my company is called the Strauss Consulting Group, and we are supply chain experts. Mm -hmm. And I started the business in January 1983, so this is my 39th year. Mm -hmm. And the only way you get to last 39 years is by making a lot of people happy and making a lot of people money. Okay, now explain what a supply chain uh, business does. Okay, well, supply chain, the total supply chain is sourcing and acquiring original materials, mm -hmm. whether it be raw materials to manufacture or finished product to resell mm -hmm. through the whole chain till final delivery at the end user's doorstep. It may be your house, it may be a store, uh, okay. Um, I guess you could say store is part of the supply chain also because they get it to you. So to get it to the consumer. And in that, in that process, there could be many, many layers. Mm -hmm. I know when I went for my MBA program and the professor talked about how a $2 bottle of scotch becomes a $29 bottle of scotch when it leaves the shore in Scotland and gets here. Mm -hmm. Taxes everywhere, middlemen, transportation costs, handling costs, and everything. Right. So the supply chain is moving product from original source to final end user. That's all supply chain. Okay. And so, so, so give us some of the spokes in that wheel. Sure. Key components, if you have a company that manufactures or distributes product. Mm -hmm. One, 
Well, every company, you must have a growth plan, okay? You can't get there if you don't know where you're going. And what I'm gonna talk about soon is, most people don't know if they're going to the right place, if they can get there, and what they have to do to make sure they can get there, Right. okay? One, again, it's product, although the growth part applies to any company, whether you have product or not. Sure. Uh, then we get to uh, the, the, the product itself, and you have product mix, what products are you gonna sell or manufacture, mm -hmm. and inventory, how much should you have, and what are the implications of having the wrong amounts, too much or too little, and most important, what are the systems and processes needed to make sure you're efficient, low cost and customer service oriented as possible. And then the third part is getting it there on time, accurate, complete, no damage and customer satisfaction. Okay, so that being said, is there any particular vein of business that you um, serve or is it pretty much across the board? Um, again, over the 39 years, um, there's a good thing to be around a long time because you could let a, do a lot of different stuff, okay? <laughs> so to answer your question, in one given month, I was doing a Sony distributor, mm -hmm. mail order, uh, baseball cards, wholesale florist, and steel pipe. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I've done People Express Airlines. I've yeah. done Fuji, Velcro, Sony, mm -hmm. Verizon, large pharmaceutical distributors, distributors, okay? Food. I've been in every single industry and every single size, mm -hmm. from startups to Fortune 500 companies. And, uh, and that, that happens because I spent 10 years on the inside mm -hmm. in a very tough business and very fortunately in a hyper growth environment. Mm -hmm. So whatever I am going to share with my clients over the consulting years, I lived, okay? okay? A lot of people are using public warehouses now, especially startup companies, mm -hmm. because you don't want to lay out all that money for building and rack and conveyors, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, if you have the wrong public warehouse, that's, it's a disaster for your company. Okay, if they can't deliver the product, they treat bigger customers better than you, your software doesn't communicate. Now I had the good fortune, the first company I worked for, not only did we use a public warehouse, but we lived there, our offices were there. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I lived it every day. And m very often I was in the owner's offices and this wasn't a small warehouse. We had a small portion of an 850,000 square foot building that wow. dealt with Hershey and Starkist and all the big players. Mm -hmm. So in those 10 years, I lived and learned and executed everything we're going to talk about and everything that made me successful in the following uh, following years of my consulting practice. Okay, I would ask you to give us a for instance, you had mentioned before we came on the air, talk about data and specifically as it relates to growth or overall, you know, cost, uh, looking at what kind of profit, you know, stuff you don't wanna stock. I'd like to touch there too. Okay, um, so I, I, I had a sequence planned in my head that made logical sense for your viewers to understand through through it. So I'm not data is going to come last because mm -hmm. to talk about the data without talking what happened first that the data is supposed to make happen. 
Gotcha. It'll be out of order, okay? Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'd like to ask your viewers is the following question. Does your company have a growth plan? Mm -hmm. And if it does, do you know if it's the right growth plan? And if it's not the right growth plan, do you know what's wrong with it? Mm -hmm. If there's anything wrong with it, do you know how to fix it? Okay. okay. And that's what we do. Okay. Like I said, I lived in a hyper growth environment. Okay. They're all very logical questions too. Yeah. And uh, so if I sit down with the client, I, I go on a sales call and let's say for instance, they have a 200,000 square foot warehouse and um, they're out of space. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they can't get the orders out the door. The aisles are blocked, etc. Of course, they should have called to prevent it, not to fix it, mm -hmm. okay? But that's another story, okay? And that's because they couldn't plan, manage, and execute growth, okay? So what happens is this happened, okay? So I'm working for my first company. Mm -hmm. And again, we grew exponentially. We, we needed three larger warehouses over a 10-year period that I was there. Wow. That's why we grew tenfold in 10 years. Mm. So the president of the company comes to me and I'm a young guy. I just started my first real job, just started a couple of years ago. And he says to me, this is, this is how he used to speak to me. This is what we're doing. Take care of it. Okay. <laughs> Not a lot of choice. Yeah. And my response to him was after studying it, he can't do it. And his response was, I'm the president, I could do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And my response was, good, go do it and fail. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what I showed him, this is what you're looking for. And this was every resource needed to make it happen. Mm -hmm. What does making it happen mean? Well, you need the right amount of space at the right cost, mm -hmm. uh, the amount of, right amount of equipment at the right cost and level, maybe some automation as you're growing, the right staffing at what cost, Maybe as a smaller company, you could do away with clerks. Do with clerks now. You may need managers. Yeah. Uh, the most important, the right IT. Do you have the right software? Should we do barcode scanning or RFID? What do, What do you need from IT? And mm -hmm. most important, over the course of the growth continuum for that time period, you always have the speed and accuracy to keep your customers happy, which means systems and processes. Again, also many of the companies we visit, they're people dependent. I come in and I ask a question, go ask him or mm -hmm. go ask her. Or I say, gee, how do you pick an order here? And they go, well, everybody does it differently. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that happens. It happened twice the past year. Wow. Okay. So what happens is, especially the small companies, the big companies tend to be more systemized, but that right. doesn't mean it's done correctly. Right. So what happens is there's only one best way to pick an order. Yeah. There's only one best way to unload a truck. It's called best practice. Mm -hmm. So what we work with our clients to do is systemize their operations based on based on best practice from the time their product is to do it till it goes out the door and everything else in between. That means purchasing. It means inventory. It means sales. Everyone should be doing every job the best way in a coordinated, systemized effort so it's a well-oiled machine. Gotcha. How many companies do you go into world oil machines? Usually the oil is squirting <laughs> in the face. Okay, <laughs> okay exactly. so let's go back to growth now. So what happens is I established models a long time ago with the analysis. 10% mm -hmm. growth 10% year for five years, 6% for 10 years, and if it's something else. And what, what my system does is how volume requirements change over a growth continuum mm -hmm. every year during that growth continuum 
how much space will I need with what equipment, what staff, with what process and IT. Right. And what happens is, and what happened with the president, they said, based on what you're asking for, this is what you can do with what you have. Yeah. So you scale back your ambition, well, these are the resources I need. I would I would need more space, et cetera, mm -hmm. and commit to those resources. Sure. So once I work with the company and they say, I like this, I'm comfortable, we can do it, we memorialize that, memorialize that. That's the growth plan. Okay. Now what happens is we produce, and again, this could be a law office. How many desks do you need? How many phones do you need? How many computers do you need? It doesn't have to be product, okay? Yeah. So, now, so now what happens is um, we produce exception reports either on demand or uh, every month or whatever. This is the line you should be taking. Well, it's going faster. Well, it's going slower. So you're getting instant communication as things are changing from what you expected. Sure. So now what happens is, let's say the third year would be the year you needed automation to get the speed you required. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're growing faster, you start the automation acquisition process sooner because you're going to get caught with your pants down. If you don't, yeah. you won't be able to satisfy the need. If things are slowing down, you're going to see it much faster in the competition. And you're going to stop spending into the recession. Right. So what we created for the leader of the company and anybody that works with them, no matter what happens, they know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and when it's going to cost them. Gotcha. Now you tell me how many companies you're going to go into and ask them, do you know what to do? And they're going to answer those questions. <laughs> I, I, again, I've been doing this for 38 years. Yeah. Rarely, rarely see it. Yeah. Okay. Now, the second, uh, second thing that came to my head when we talked about working together on this uh, interview is mm -hmm. um, I have a question for everybody. Is your company or the company you work, for, work with or work for a company that Warren Buffett would want to buy or invest in? Hmm. Because if the answer is no, well, that's what you want to be. Sure. Okay. And what's the powerhouse there? And you said it before. The powerhouse there is inventory and product mix. Yeah. Essential to supply chain. So I can tell you, most companies you visit, they'll say we have a two-month inventory plan, we keep two months worth of inventory. Maybe if they're importers, they have a third month for safety stock because this mm -hmm. product coming across on the ocean. And I can tell you, almost every company I visit, it's not two months, it's either two years or two millenniums. Wow. wow. And what happens <laughs> is the fastest selling product, they can't keep in stock fast enough. Mm -hmm. And the slowest stuff just sits there and sits there. Yeah. It could be was a hot product and it's not hot anymore. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the building fills with stuff. Yeah. And the more stuff you have in the building, the more inefficient, more costly, poor customer service. Mm -hmm. Because that fellow that was in 200,000 square feet that I made the sales call to, to, we did the product mix inventory study. And by, uh, and again, I have scientific ways of showing what the formulas I developed in the first company what mm -hmm. you can sell profitably and what is costing you money, why are you stocking it? Right. And also the methods to keep your inventory at what it was supposed to be. I'll give you one of them right up front. They have a show in Las Vegas and everyone gets a show special and they go and buy a 10 year supply of something because it's on sale. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the place there for 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, again, I, I have a solution to that. I have a solution to everything I'm talking about. But what happens is, well, so in his situation, we're able to get rid of 25% of the stuff. 
We wow. say, get rid of it. I don't mean throw it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you get vendors to take returns, maybe mm -hmm. sell it to your customers on sale. You want the stuff out of the building. So the 200,000 square feet became 200,000 square feet became 150,000. Mm -hmm. Now we didn't have to move. Yeah. His aisles were no longer stuffed. Yeah. And the amount of inventory we got, we got replaced with $2.2 million in his pocket. Wow. That'll okay. keep you in Twinkies for a little while. Well, that'll pay for my project. That'll pay for the rack and the conveyor and anything he needs on the other side. Then I'll pay for his marketing plan and go have a lobster that night. It's on him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what happens, okay? If, um, and again, we'll just use the example from 200 to 150,000, you're mm -hmm. traveling through 75% of the space. Mm -hmm. That means you're going through 25% faster. Yeah. Yeah. Except for one thing, the space you're not going through is furthest from the dock. Right. Pretty much you're doubling the speed going through. Yeah. yeah. Your customer service is increasing exponentially. Right. And that's before we look at other things like what can we do to really speed up the operation? Sure. Where should we put the product so it, it turns faster, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And again, what we create there is um uh what we create there is best practice like we talked about right. for the new situation right now, sounds like your best practice is really getting to total efficiency uh, it's it's optimizing the work of everybody in your company okay okay, okay. So now what's happened is i've been going through faster it's less time mm -hmm. so less time is less people right less people is less equipment i don't need a forklift for someone that's not going to be there mm -hmm. so by getting product mixed in inventory right by uh, by decreasing the footprint, we mm -hmm. are increasing customer service going through around twice as fast, mm -hmm. reducing costs for space, for inventory, for staff and equipment. What is Warren Buffett saying? He's saying, I'm not buying stock. I'm looking to buy a company that has the best product with the lowest cost with the best service. We've mm -hmm. just achieved that and we've created what you want, the company that Warren Buffett wants to buy. You're putting all the cash in your pocket. You're making your customers happy and everything, everybody that works for you is happy because you're working in a more organized environment. Right. Okay. Right. On the far side, if your lease wasn't up, but you own the building, you don't have to move. Right. Okay. If you do have to move, you're going to be looking for that much less space in a new building because mm -hmm. the space was for stuff that shouldn't have sure. been there. Sure. Exactly. Okay. So, I'm sorry, do you have a question? No, that's I, what I want to do because we are getting close with time is okay. I would like to uh, talk about data and yes. also how people can get in touch with you. Oh, sure. Okay. So first of all, everything we talked about is depending on having the right data. <laughs> and this is what I have in a blog of mine. Regarding the data to run a profitable and efficient business, we find that many companies are not sure of what to measure. Mm -hmm. Do not know which data is required, and if they knew, are not collecting the data, or they have the data and they don't know what to do with it, or they have the data and they don't have access to it. One company, it's staying in the computer computer room and nobody ever got, got it, okay? Mm -hmm. Can that get timely access to the data? Do not make the time to use the data. Mm -hmm. Do not use it properly. Do not know what apps are available from department to department to transfer data, or do not have a platform to manage and allow proper access to the apps. This is happening in almost every company I'm visiting, okay? And you need the data to do the growth plan. You do the data, need the data to do the product mix inventory study. And sales needs the data, 
finance needs the data. Every department in the company needs the data. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I would do if I were to work with the company is, A, make sure they get everything right with data. Very often that could mean change some IT to make mm-hmm. sure you can get it maybe software. I write the modifications to their software or help them find the best package if they have to move up, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, so the bottom line is, um, and this is before we talk about anything on the other side of the wall supply chain, what's the best layout, the best space, do I mm-hmm. automate it or not? We're all at, we're executive level, we're experts in all that, okay? Yeah. And uh, if uh, any of your listeners would like to get in touch with me, I'm Roy Strauss. Uh, my phone number, office number is 201-337-7108. And we're efficient. So if you don't have a pen, I'll do it again. 201-337-7108. And again, if you were to go to my website, www.scg4u.com, not only do you look at all the informative and, inf- and interesting information at the website, but look at the blogs. They are so informative. Gotcha. And the last thing, if you should like, to, if you like LinkedIn, uh, just put Roy Strauss on LinkedIn and you'll find me. Super. Roy, thank you. That that really was some intelligent content. And I would love to have you back at some point. Okay. So first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you to your listeners for, I hope you hung around for a bit. Okay. <laughs> and uh, for your last comment, I can't wait to come back again because we have so many other topics we would like to share with you. Great. Roy, thanks for being on the program. Okay. Thank you. I just wanted to let you know you can reach Roy uh, at his email address, which is info at scg4u.com. Life is full of peaks and valleys, and between the two, some of those things may have created financial setbacks. You do not have to suffer the anxiety of how to get out of a situation you didn't plan. You don't have to go it alone. The Law Offices of Edward Hanratty specializes in debt relief, bankruptcy protection, challenging student loans, and mortgage modifications. The law provides us with certain protection, and it's something you should take advantage of when you need it. Call 732-866-6655 or visit their website at www.centralnewjerseybankruptcylawyer.com. Experience and confidence is what the law offices of Edward Hanratty has been providing since 1997. Representation you can trust. Call them today or visit our offices at 80 Court Street, Freehold, New Jersey. You're listening to Greater Good Radio with Bob Kosh on WOR 710 AM, the voice of New York. Saying your final goodbyes are never easy. Your memories and the final tribute to a loved one who meant the world to you requires a guiding hand. The staff at Shook Funeral Home, located at 639 Van Houten Ave in Clifton, New Jersey, are available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to assist you in your time of need, as well as answer any questions you may have regarding at-need or pre-need funeral arrangements. Call Shook at 973-471-9620 or visit their website at shookfh.com 
Shook Funeral Home is family owned and operated. They invite you to view and read the letters of appreciation they've received from many families they've served in their testimonials section. Remember, in your time of need, call Shook Funeral Home. We're almost at a time and I want to leave you folks with something regarding next week's show. We are going to continue our town hall uh, program. We had Lauren Jessup and... um, Jeff Kennedy on two weeks ago, if you recall. There's so much that we need to address in this country, folks. We are going to be having two local mayors on, one Democrat, one Republican, to once again visit what on earth is going on with disinformation. What is, you know, the only thing that's really going to hurt us is ourselves. And we've got to take a real hard look at who we are, what we're doing, and especially what we're listening to, what we're watching, what we believe. How do you form your opinions? What are real facts? And this is a nice segue uh, into, um, there's a new book out by Fiona Hill, and it's called There is Nothing Here for You. Fiona Hill is a celebrated foreign policy expert and key impeachment witness, and she reveals how declining opportunity has set America on the grim path of modern Russia and draws on her own personal journey out of poverty, as well as her unique perspectives as a historian and a policymaker to show how we can return hope to our forgotten places. Fiona Hill grew up in a world of terminal decay. The last of the local mines had closed, businesses were shuttering, and despair was etched in the faces around her. Her father urged her to get out of their blighted corner of northern England. He said to her, there is nothing here for you. Now, she was a coal miner's daughter. She managed to go further than he ever thought that, that, that she would. She studied in Moscow and at Harvard. She became an American citizen and served three U.S. presidents. But in the heartlands of both Russia and the United States, she saw troubling reflections of her hometown and similar populist impulses. Now, that's a bit of a mouthful, but this is someone who came to this country, who loves this country, and is able to identify what on earth we're doing wrong. So that said, I want to thank everybody for stopping by. It's been great being with you. I want everybody to have a good week. Remember, visit the website, www.greatergoodmediallc.com, and look for our new food comedy show called Great Balls of Fire. And in closing, V1, Mejente, Miguel, John, you guys have a good week too. That's all we got. Thanks for being with us. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.